The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Factoid. There are 27 different upland species, not counting numerous subspecies, distributed throughout all 50 states. And, on average, less than 10% of the hunting population can name a quarter of them. So today on The Revolution, Jim and Trav have prepared a comprehensive upland bird hunting show that aims at familiarizing you, their listeners, with the game birds' habits and habitats, and how to begin planning your strategies for the challenges and rewards of upland hunting. So let's get started, and it's presented Presented to you by Outdoor Channel at OutdoorChannel.com. And now, here's the two bird brains, Jim and Trav. <laughs> I'm winded. <laughs> you are Jim's winded. Jim's long-winded. <laughs> what are you, buddy? I don't even know anymore. <laughs> All right, so we are talking about upland hunting on today's show. Because I'm as free as a bird now. On that note, Leonard Skinner, drive to your favorite uh, upland hunting places. Fall, don't fly. All right, so uh, we are upland hunting on today's show. Define irony. Define irony. Define irony. Bunch of idiots dancing on a plane to a song made famous by a band that died in a plane crash. There you go. All right, upland hunting on today's show. We're going to be joined by Bob St. Pierre today. I think right after the break with uh, Pheasants Forever, correct? Right? Yeah. Right. Yeah, okay. That's the guy. Also, Louis Tuminero with a brand new series on Outdoor Channel. Uh, October 1st is going to be premiering 8 p.m. Eastern time. The Gunfather. That's right. Uh, nice guy. Also, David Draper. The Wild Chef. The Wild Chef. He's going to be talking about cooking, cooking a bird. Yeah. Cooking it and flipping it on the grill. <laughs> All right, so uh, Mrs. Bunny, what are you going to talk about? Season openers and what's affecting the upland game populations. It is brought to you by Nissan. Nissan. Are we ready? Yes. All right, here we go. Mrs. Bunny. Upland hunting. Take it away. Upland hunting. Kansas. Uh, season opener for pheasant, November 8th, as well as quail. Um, greater prairie chicken, November 15th. Did you know, fun fact, that Kansas has the biggest populations of greater and lesser prairie chickens in um, almost the entire United States? Now, probably in the world. Yes. The greater prairie chickens, their numbers are greater in the lesser or lesser, right? It's true. They're actually struggling. Is yeah. that why they call them that? No. Great, greater and lesser? Is there a reason? No. You know something, when I just something looked at taller you? Taller or shorter? From the top of your nose to the top of your head, uh-huh. you look like Rick Perry. <laughs> Thank I you. just, with your glasses, seriously, if you look from there up. I'm Rick Perry. I'm it's Rick, Rick Perry. Perry. And I approve this message. Are you in trouble with the law right now? <laughs> send send more people to the border. No, I'm serious. <laughs> did, you, did you notice that? Yeah. That? Yeah. The top quarter of your face looks like Rick Perry's. You look like an esteemed governor. There you go. <laughs> that is awesome. Well, well, one thing for sure. Some people like half my face. It's the other 99% of your body that says no. All right, so let's get back. South Dakota. Coming in South Dakota for pheasants. Uh, October 18th, you play your cards right there. You shoot a banded bird, you could win a million bucks there. So Mm -hmm. hunt South Dakota. Now they Uh, have grouse too. Grouse, prairie chicken, sharp-tailed grouse, rough grouse. Uh, They're loaded. September 20th goes through the beginning of the year, so you have plenty of time. How about Nebraska? Nebraska. October 25th for pheasant. Um, September 1st, grouse started. Colorado, prairie chickens um, start October 1st, and pheasants start November 8th. are they struggling, too, with prairie chicken or not? Uh, everywhere is, I think. Really? You know? Yeah, they're just down. Um, Minnesota, uh, October 11th for pheasant and sharp-tailed grass, September 13th. Ooh. So um, 
Populations of upland game birds are down dramatically everywhere, but I think they're back on the in, on the they're on the, on the rise. They're on the mend. They're on yeah. the rise. And I think uh, probably Bob St. Pierre from Pheasants Forever, he knows a lot about that. However, I found he knows nothing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but he owns Pheasants Forever. He's just good at talking. <laughs> uh, a culmination of a few things is what has affected and what the, has brought us to the point that we're at. Ethanol, weather, and politics has kind of gotten us to the place that we're at with upland birds. Now, with a mandate for ethanol... Um, Man, a lot of CRP has gone to the wayside. You know, driving down the road where we live, we live in the country, uh, everything, uh, they plow they plow the, the fields all the way to the road. There is no right ditch. Right to the middle of the road. They, there is no ditch anymore. There's no. They plowed everything and they planted it to corn. And it's been like that for a few years now. And you don't see any grassy land anymore, hardly at all. And so uh, all of the CRP acres were taken out and put into corn. Um, they were getting more money for it. So with the loss of habitat, harsher winters and drought, and less place for them to seek refuge um, in the habitat uh, because there is none. And then also uh, the hesitance of Congress to pass the um, farm bill in 2012. They delayed it at a critical time. Um, always kind of the perfect storm to um, kill off a little bit of a population. So. I actually saw Mark Wahlberg out in the field. Uh, him and George Clooney. Yeah. I'm Rick Perry. And once again, we're being joined by Rick Perry. <laughs> Rick, how's it going? It's going great. How's the indictment? Yeah, it's going good. It's looking, <laughs> I'm thinking about indicting everybody else. <laughs> All right, so prairie chickens. Lesser prairie chicken. We can't hunt those anymore. What? But who no. wants to? But I, I have a tag. Le- <laughs> Greater prairie chickens uh, seasons open across the country. However, lesser prairie chicken kind of been a big deal. Um, a lot of lawsuits flying around frivolously. I don't know about frivolously. You know, everybody wants to save a, save the um, bird, which I think is an awesome plight. It's just about how you go about doing it. So um, Kansas, Oklahoma, and a few other states have teamed together, and they're suing the federal government because they say that the restrictions that they have put on the states are um, – damaging to the state's economy. Yeah, just put them on on the one that I'm indicted with. <laughs> yeah. So uh, Rick knows all about that. <laughs> they a lot of people believe that instead of just being a threatened species that um the lesser prairie chicken should already be listed as an endangered species completely. Um that gives them more protection. Um Well, look what happened to the dinosaurs. <laughs> but a they're lot still of, on that list. A lot of states are saying, you know, the decrease in population came from drought and things like that. You can't owe it all to one specific thing and and um, also, they say that um, lesser prairie chickens will not roost around any towering figures like pump jacks. And so um, a lot of people who are rallying for the lesser prairie chicken want states to cut off their oil and gas production completely. <laughs> yeah. And then take they, they all... gripe at the pump. Yeah. Take well, down know, all the pump the, jacks. And the idea is we had somebody on from one of the Dakotas and they were talking about the, the uh, grouse. And they have that same problem because they say the pump jacks gives it a higher elevation for the birds of prey. Exactly. You know, to be able to swoop in and get them. Well, in that case, you'd have to take out all of the cliffs. You'd have to take yeah. out about all of the trees, poles, telephone poles, poles yeah. trees, well, top of my car. Kansas, Tall grass. Kansas and other states said, okay, well, we're going to do something about this, but we don't necessarily want to do that. What we want to do is take land, and like Kansas said, and we want to put three and a half million acres of land up to conserve the birds, you know, put it into uh, CRP or whatever to conserve the birds. Yeah. And um, the opposing party says, well, that's not enough because that's purely voluntary. It's uncertain how many people are going to enroll and so, um, and what conservation benefit it's going to have. She's OP. And what is wrong with people? And quote, we don't know in the future how important these prairie ecosystems might be to our continued human existence. Stupid chickens. Yeah. <laughs> it's their fault, really. <laughs> That's right. Having a they name. They weren't like, here, we wouldn't have this problem. Ah, it's just a bunch of BS. I, I hate it when when somebody tries to do 
uh, something good. And then, oh, you know, your efforts aren't great enough. You know mm-hmm. what? Shut your face. Whatever. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, there's a lot of things going on in eliminating oil and natural gas production. Talk about stupid. Oh, yeah. Let's, yeah, do let's build this. a pipeline. Let's do this for the birds so millions of people can be, you know, freezing. <laughs> you know, yeah, there you go. Brilliant. Can't put food on their table, but we think we might save a bird. Um, we could give idiotic. them a bird. All right, so upland hunting on today's show. I'm really excited about this. I love upland hunting. Yeah. Well, I like Upland hunting. You do? You like to eat that stuff. I like to walk. <laughs> That's Jim's favorite pastime. <laughs> yeah. I always like calm. What are you doing? I'm just walking. Yeah, I sit down next to my uh, treadmill. Yeah. yeah. Hey, I just you know, like to watch it. You know what? Uh, you're going to come back later in the show, right, Miss Bunny? Yeah, we're going to talk some dog bird care. Dog bird. Bird dog. Dog bird care? You're thinking <laughs> bird, about the... Bird dog. You're thinking about the prairie chicken. <laughs> yeah, I am. Because <laughs> Mrs. Bunny, she's as free as a bird now. Uh, no, your fall hunting guide's out. Yeah. We're going to be Kansas. talking about that. If you're hunting in Kansas, got to pick up a fall hunting guide from Outdoor Trails Media. Yeah. Also, uh, if you just want one to look at, email us, radio at OutdoorTrailsNetwork.com, and we'll uh, mail you one. Yeah. That's what you got to do. All right. Uh, more Upland hunting after the break. Going to be talking with Bob St. Pierre, the owner-operator of Pheasants Forever. I think he also owns Starbucks. <laughs> uh, created IBM. He's a good man. All right, so no, it's caribou coffee. <laughs> is that what it is? Yeah. He invented the Keurig. All right, so... And, and to hear him, he also uh, created the internet. Yeah, and he kisses his mother regularly. All right, so big thank you On to Outdoor Channel, outdoorchannel.com forward slash revolution, Nissan, NissanUSA.com, Ruger, Ruger.com, High Mountain Seasonings, H-I-M-T-N-Jerky.com, Cabela's, World's Foremost Outfitter, Cabela's.com, Lucky Buck, Lucky-Buck.com. Oh, that was perfect. Remington, Remington.com, and Extreme Beam, Extreme Beam. Dot com Great flashlights right there. We are talking about upland hunting on today's show. Once again, Bob St. Pierre, Pheasants Forever. He is coming up next. Here is Mr. P. Uh, once again, check out our fall hunting guide. We're going to be talking about it here in a little bit. Uh, email us if you want one. Radio at OutdoorTrailsNetwork.com. Got to get to a break. Here's Mr. P. Uh, we'll be back in a minute. Outdoor Channel on Gaining Momentum. Pheasant Capital, South Dakota. An August roadside survey showed a 76% increase in pheasant numbers over last year. Likewise, there looks to be an increase in states emerging from a multi-year drought, including Colorado, Nebraska, and Kansas. Iowa looks to rebound with an anticipated rooster harvest of 300,000. And the outlook for Minnesota showed a 6% increase in roadside counts compared to 2013. So for a complete pheasant forecast, log on to Pheasants for But for pheasant recipes, hunting tips, and destinations, visit us at OutdoorTrailsNetwork.com. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. An Outdoor Channel original series. My name is Louis Tuminaro. I grew up on Long Island. I learned everything there is to know about guns from my pop. There comes a time when every man has to realize their dream. Mine, buying and selling guns out west. So I moved my family, including Pops, from Long Island all the way to Hamilton, Montana. I'm here for the love of guns. I'm bringing New York with me. Don't miss the premiere of Outdoor Channel's original series, The Gunfather. 
coming in October. Increase the amount of camera pictures you get this fall by using Lucky Buck Mineral. Dump a bucket of Lucky Buck in front of your trail cameras and you'll be amazed at how quickly the deer will find it. The sweet apple smell combined with the minerals deer need will bring them in close. Lucky Buck Mineral. Grow bigger bucks or get your money back. Outdoor adventure and great eating go hand in hand with all of High Mountain Seasonings jerky kits, snacking sticks, buckboard bacon, camp meals, rubs and shakers, marinades and more. Go to HIMTNJerky.com or call 1-800-829-2285 today. Remington Gun Care Products. They last longer and clean deeper, giving you better accuracy, a smoother action, and the confidence you need for the most demanding shots. Trusted by the world's top armorers, Remington Gun Care. Look for it wherever you buy your favorite shooting supplies. Cabela's is the world's foremost outfitter for hunting, fishing, and outdoor gear. You can outfit all your needs through Cabela's catalogs, online, and their many stores. With the best selection, prices, and quality, all backed by a legendary guarantee. For the best in outdoor gear, go to www.cabelas.com. Pull! Awesome shot! Thanks. You know what else is awesome? OutdoorTrailsNetwork.com. It's the brand new website of the revolution with Jim and Trav. Oh, nice! I'll have to check it out. Paul! Now back to the revolution with Jim and Trav. Um, who are you talking to? Uh, no one. This is the revolution with Jim and Trav. Hey, that wasn't a break at all. We're just having a good time here. We're talking about upland game hunting on today's show. And if you're just joining us, you missed old Miss Bunny. I miss Miss Bunny all the time. She's gone. I miss her. I'm glad she's coming back in a little bit. Yeah, yeah. She's a great gal. That's why I married her. <laughs> it's just uh, kind of a dead giveaway. <laughs> all right, so we're just now being joined by a Bob St. Pierre, and he is a wonderful man. He is with Pheasants Forever. Bob? He owns it. Bob, have you kissed a pheasant today? <laughs> No, but I've kissed the ground. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. <laughs> I swing both ways, guys. <laughs> That's like slipping your mother-in-law the tongue. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Bob, you crazy man. How you doing, buddy? <laughs> I'm doing pretty good, fellas. All right, so let's look at the, the pheasant outlook forecast as, as an overall throughout the whole nation, the whole world now. Um, what is it looking like for uh, 2014? If we just take a real broad look at the country, uh, it's a bounce back year for pheasants. Um, you know, we still have what, what we're terming a habitat crisis across the country. We've lost, you know, millions upon millions of acres of habitat through CRP and prairie grasslands. Yeah. But, you know, we, we had a relatively mild winter. And a pretty good spring for production. Now, now the folks in Minnesota and Wisconsin would say I'm I'm full of hogwash, and, and they'd be right. But <laughs> and you but are, because <laughs> yeah, because we you know, we suffered through three polar vortexes in the state of Minnesota this year, and I'd never heard of the term polar vortex. So it was a <laughs> it was a bear of a winter last year in Minnesota. But if you take Minnesota, Wisconsin, part of Michigan out. And you look at uh, the Dakotas and Kansas and Nebraska, Montana, the majority of the rest of pheasant country um, had a pretty good winter and, and pretty good spring for uh, from nesting success. And, you know, we've seen uh, Iowa, for instance, has a um, their roadside count jumped up by 151 uh, wow, percent. Wow. Birds that they measured 
uh, this year, this August, compared to last August. Uh, South Dakota had a 76% jump up. And, uh, you know, most of the states in the pheasant range had similar bounce back. So, you know, if you're a bird hunter, there's a lot of reasons for optimism this fall. Now, what do you think this is attributed to? I know we talked about, you know, we ostracized a few states there in the, the rough winter category. Well, actually, um, Obama doesn't like them either. Yeah, but, <laughs> I mean, is this attributed to uh, more conservation efforts? Um, what is this attributed to? You know, it, that, that's a good question. It, it varies state by state. You know, um, Nebraska, Kansas, Oklahoma, uh, it's just been suffering through massive droughts the last couple of years. And, and this year, I would attribute their bounce back to they had moisture and it allowed things to green up and it created insects for those chicks once they were hatched. Um, and I think you could say that's where the, the bounce back came back in the, um, the Great Plains states. And in South Dakota, um, you know, they had a really tough winter and wet spring the year prior and things sort of straightened out for them this year. They had a pretty good spring for nesting success and, <clears throat> excuse me, same thing in North Dakota. And that that allowed them to bounce back. Um, you know, on the other hand, Minnesota, like I mentioned, had just a really long winter and they had spring rains coming, um, real heavy spring rains on June 10th. And June 10th is the peak of the pheasant hatch. So as you have tougher springs and cold, wet springs that push nesting back, they do have the ability to re-nest, but you see a lot less birds, a lot less chicks in those broods. And then that's when you get into those hunting seasons where you see a lot of those juveniles. And and I'd expect in some states like Minnesota, Wisconsin, uh, parts of Iowa, you'll probably see a, um, a fair number of those juveniles when the season opens. Those those birds that uh, you really got to look hard to see the colors of the rooster. Yeah. Now, we are talking about upland game hunting. And, of course, uh, we've got quail we can talk about. We can also talk about uh, rough grouse and uh, those little uh, timber doodles. <laughs> The timber doodles, I think, are the the most underrated bird in America. I the just hardest love to hit. Those things. <laughs> you, you just have absolutely no idea what direction they're going. <laughs> they're just a, they're fantastic little bird. They're they're incredible on the table. Most people call them mud bats or flying liver, but if you can <laughs> if you can figure out how to cook them and you don't overcook them and you 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 can make those things taste uh, spectacular. And, <laughs> um, so I absolutely love woodcock and, you know, folks can hunt woodcock from, you know, Canada all the way down to Louisiana. So those quail hunters down in, uh, you know, the Carolinas and, and, and Florida and Georgia, Louisiana, you know, finding a, a mixed bag woodcock is a, is a great little bonus bird. And, you know, speaking of quail, things things are looking up uh, on the quail front too. You know, one of our biggest states in terms of membership from the the quail forever side is Missouri, and Missouri had a pretty nice jump up in in quail numbers in their um, summer count. So, again, if you're a bird hunter, things are definitely on the upswing this year. Now we just got to get 
um, some more habitat in the ground. So this isn't a one-year anomaly, and we can make a make these population trends uh, stick long term. You bet. Hey, we've been talking with Bob St. Pierre. He's the head guy there at Pheasants Forever. He also said and started the first Pheasants Forever chapter in Shanghai, China. That's right. <laughs> yeah, he's the founder of NRA, QDMA, Rocky Mountain Elk Foundation, NWTF, obviously Pheasants Forever, and now he's going to be our president. Bob, where can we find you guys online? He also has COWP. Little known no fact, I invented sweet and sour sauce. Too. <laughs> um, <laughs> It, it marries very well with pheasants. Um, you can find pheasants forever on, on the World Wide Web, which I also invented with Al Gore. Um, of course, yes. At, uh, at pheasantsforever.org. You can find uh, quail forever at quailforever.org. And uh, our great big event coming up uh, in a couple months, Pheasant Fest. Uh, Pheasant you can Fest. find that at pheasantfest.org. That's you right. Bet. Just hop online, Google Bob. A lot of stuff's going to come up. <laughs> All right, we're talking about upland hunting on today's show. Coming up next, Louis Tuminaro, uh, brand new series, The Gunfather. October 1st, 8 p.m. Eastern time is what it's going to premiere on Outdoor Channel. He is coming up next. Here is a word from Mark. We want to say a special thank you to Pheasants Forever, Outdoor Channel, Nissan, Ruger, High Mount Seasonings, Cabela's, Lucky Buck, Remington, and Extreme Beam. Uh, Mr. Bob, thank you so much, buddy. Hey, thanks, guys. Appreciate you talking Upland Birds today. Nissan's final approach for scoring a million, Aberdeen, South Dakota. It's the place to hunt pheasants when you come to South Dakota, and the Aberdeen Area Convention and Visitors Bureau gives you a shot at one million bucks just for doing so. Every hunting season, 100 banded birds are released in the area, and if you're lucky enough to shoot a one million dollar banded pheasant, you'll be entered for a chance to win the one million dollar cash prize. The million dollar pheasant hunt runs from the pheasant season opener through the close, and to learn more about it, head for our website, OutdoorTrailsNetwork.com. The opening kickoff is a beauty. It's a fly ball deep right field. That goes O'Neal. He's at the shot. Got it. With 2.8 seconds left. to left. I don't care where they put him. This one is out of here. From high school to the pros, we cover everything. Let your voice be heard. Voice America Sports. Stranded, trapped, hopeless, adrift. She's looking at me, realizing my husband can die. The greatest survival stories of our time. I knew that I was in bad shape. I was just barreling down the glacier. What would you do when your worst nightmare becomes reality? If this didn't work, I had nothing I could do to help him. Fight to survive. And I would watch him die. Don't miss the premiere of Outdoor Channel's original series, Fight to Survive, coming in October. Best place to hunt giant mule deer is Colorado. So plan your dream hunt by purchasing Colorado's Biggest Bucks and Bulls today at www.coloradosbiggestbucksandbulls.com The Ruger SR45 A large caliber pistol with a trim ergonomic profile. Like the popular Ruger SR9 and SR40 The SR45 is perfectly sized to be comfortable and controllable with a slim ergonomic grip and narrow slide. It features an adjustable three-dot sight system. Ruger's unique reversible backstrap an ambidextrous manual safety and magazine release, and built-in Picatinny rail. The Ruger SR45, another rugged, reliable firearm from Ruger. Wow, it's so nice up here. Yeah, we can see everything from this high up. I'm so happy I bought this hot air balloon on Craigslist. Wait, what? You bought a hot air balloon on Craigslist? 
Oh, we're going to die. Don't worry. I taped all the holes. I better check out OutdoorTrailsNetwork.com to see what to do about being stuck in a balloon with an idiot. This is The Revolution with Jim and Trav. Take it away, boys. I want you to rest well in the month from now. This Hollywood Big Shot's going to give you what you want. But the Bone Collector guys are already gone. I'm going to make them an offer again. Now, you love this show. I do. You, you watch it all the time. How many Godfather movies is there? There's actually three. Yeah, when you yeah, get into well, the one, two, and three, the third one really sucks. <laughs> yeah, I didn't the first like one's the best. They pulled me back in. Uh, anyways, all right. So we are talking about upland hunting on today's show. Before the break, though, hey, we talked with old uh, what's her name or Bob Saint Pierre. Bob Saint Pierre. <laughs> oh, what's her name? <laughs> Bob. Uh, Bob Saint Pierre with Fresnes Forever. Some things just escape me. He is rather feminine. All right, so we're just now being joined by Louis Tuminero. That's right. He has a new program on Outdoor Channel. Yeah, The Gunfather is going to be premiering Wednesday, October 1st, 8 p.m. Eastern time on Outdoor Channel. Uh, make sure you uh, TiVo it if you're not going to be around. Uh, but, you know, I was just looking, Louie. You never want to miss one of those shows. You don't want to miss it. The Gunfather, he'll uh, pay you a visit. Uh, I'm going to make him an offer. You can't refuse. <laughs> oh, my God. We do that too much. All right. So, I was looking, Louie, though. Mountain grouse, they open up uh, September 1st. So, does sage grouse, uh, sharp-tailed grouse. Partridge does as well. You're also fall turkey open that same day. Uh, but your your pheasant opener, it's October 11th and September 27th for the youth. You got a lot of seasons open, man. A lot of stuff going on. Right now, everything is getting ready to be opened up. Bow, I mean, it's just right now, everybody, you can see the trucks coming into town. Yeah. Yesterday, I'm driving through my little town, and a guy had a moose in the back of his pickup truck bed. <laughs> yeah, that's not nice. picked her up at the local bar. Oh, uh, I got to tell you, this time of the year, every truck that goes by, you got elk. You got moose, you got bighorn sheep if you're lucky enough to draw a tag. I mean, this this part of the country is absolutely beautiful. Now, I mean, it was once you found out that firearms were your passion, uh, you wanted to have the greatest gun shop in the West. Okay, you're you're a New Yorker. How did you wind up in Hamilton, Montana? Uh, Montana of all places, how'd you do that? Hey, you know, um, just you know, going online, looking. A friend of mine said, "Hey, you got to come out here." Yeah. Just got to come out here. I came out here once. I came out again. Third time, I brought T-Bone, which is Teresa, my wife. Uh-huh. <laughs> we brought her out. She gave us the final okay. We got home. After the third time, we were looking for houses. Really? Yeah. And actually, he looked around. From being from New York, he looked around. He says, we can bury a lot of bodies out here. Oh, stop it. <laughs> I know. What hey, was- hey we, we have no comment on that. <laughs> Smart man. Now, what was the appeal? Was it the mom and pop gun shop that you had in mind? Obviously, you know, you have that nostalgic feel. I think that every young man at a certain point in time, if you're old enough to go to those kind of shops, or it's just a mom and pop owned gun shop, is that the feel that you wanted to incorporate? Is that what you were going off of? I mean, what we really want- drew you to this? We we wanted people when they did come to our gun shop to walk in like 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 my stereo store back in New York when you walked in my shop when you walked in my shop and we had celebrities coming in yeah we just we just wanted you to walk in and say wow this is the place yeah now the thing is you can actually hold your breath from one end of town to the other can't you I got to tell you you can see in the very early morning. From the beginning of town, one light to the end of town, the other light. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and actually, metropolis. I noticed on the on the the most current census, there's like more women than there is men in uh, Hamilton, Montana. 
Yeah, uh, listen, you know, I mean, uh, I, I, I can't get too heavy into that. I'm very happily married, but um, yes, you know, yes, there, yes, there is. Any uh, anybody wants to come out and go to the local dances over here? There's definitely going to be more girls than guys. Nice. Yeah. All right. Once again, talking Louis Tuminara, uh, the Gunfather. Got to check it out. October first, eight p.m. Eastern Time on Outdoor Channel. Now, getting back to what you said about family, keeping it G-rated. Um, you know, family is something that is lost uh, in today's society. It seems like uh, the kids are they're so mixed up in Facebook, Internet, all this BS, Game Boy. video games, uh, going to the mall with their friends. Parents are off doing whatever parents do. Uh, but that whole aspect of family sitting around the dinner table, actually having a meaningful conversation. And meatballs. Uh, yeah, Louis really seems to be lost. And I think the hunting aspect is one area that really seems to pull everyone together, where you're hunting, shooting sports, whatever. Um, it, there, there's a sense of camaraderie. There's a sense of family. There's a sense of tradition uh, that can be found in hunting and fishing that is lost in other areas. Have you found this to be true, especially as the owner of a gun shop? You know something you said. You said that really, really good. I mean, that's, that's something I was supposed to say all that. <laughs> no, I mean, I could. I can't even say it any better. You know, you, you know um, we were fortunate enough to have the Outdoor Channel pick us up. Yeah, they wanted to show exactly that you can sit down with your family, okay, and and just sit there and enjoy and watch what the family's doing together. Yeah, and 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 you know, you know, we're super, super excited. I mean, you hit it on the head. I can't go too much further with what you said. Um, you hit it. You hit it right on the head. This is a family show. The Outdoor Channel is trying to get people from other networks to come to the network to see our family, to see how you can enjoy guns, okay, with your family. Oh, that's cool, man! All right, coming up on ad break one more time. Where can we find you guys online? We can. You can find us at www.customshopinc.com. You bet. Hey, we've been talking with Louis Tumanero, and he has a brand-new program on Outdoor Channel called The Gunfather. Hey, coming up next is David Draper, and he is the Wild Chef. Wild. He's wild. All right, once again, uh, Louis Tumanero. Got to check him out Wednesday. Brand-new show premiering on Outdoor Channel Wednesday, October 1st, 8 p.m. Eastern Time, Outdoor Channel. Louis, you're a good guy, man. Thanks so much, buddy. Thank you, guys. Alrighty, here's a word from Mark, David Draper, coming up next. Outdoor Channel on the National Dove Survey. Approximately 1 million dove hunters spend more than 3 million days afield and harvest around 20 million morning doves. But a recent survey showed that the hefty cost of gasoline and shells just might impact those numbers. The survey also found that 85% of the respondents use lead shot and that lead shot substitutes are too expensive. And 36% said that if lead shot was outlawed, they'd probably quit hunting dove altogether. So for expert advice, archive shows, and product reviews, stop by OutdoorTrailsNetwork.com and share it with your peeps. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America 
Sports. Attention Dish subscribers. Tune in for a free preview of Outdoor Channel on Channel 396, now until September 30th. Experience the outdoor lifestyle with Outdoor Channel and its entire range of heart-pounding and action-packed adventures that take place in some of the most picturesque locations across the country and around the globe. A free preview of Outdoor Channel is available to all Dish customers on Channel 396. The Nissan Frontier is loaded with features perfect for any outdoorsman, like tons of power from a 261-horsepower V6 engine, plus a new feature we're trying out, the Game Call Horn. There's elk, turkey, and mule deer. We're still working on that one. But the Frontier does have the first-in-class Utilitrack cargo carrying system to strap down your big game. Though cool, the Game Call Horn is not a real feature of the Frontier. Nissan. Innovation that excites. Available features, 2014 Ward Segmentation Small Pickup Class. Properly secure all cargo. For LED flashlights with brighter, tighter beams that allow you to see farther and run longer with its 12-hour standard mode runtime and 7 hours in high mode, Extreme Beam TAC24 LED flashlights run longer. That's TAC24 by Extreme Beam, the passion to outperform. For more information, go to www.extrebeam.com. It's all a bunch of outdoor stuff. Trev's beard is a disaster. Jim loves his Hollywood legs. It's the revolution. Hey, we're back. Uh, we just listened to old Louis Tuminari, his brand new program on Outdoor Channel called The Gunfather. And our next guest is David Draper, the Wild Chef. Yeah, I got to make sure you check out the premiere October 1st. That is Wednesday, 8 p.m. Eastern Time, Outdoor Channel. You know, earlier we had Bob St. Pierre on, or as Jimbo says, er. Uh, <laughs> no, David, you're actually. Never seen him in high heels. You're actually, you've known uh, Bob for a long time. You're not proud to admit that, uh, but you guys are friends. Far, far from it. I love Bob. He's a great guy. And, <laughs> so, and, and he is a great cook in his own right. Is yeah. he really? He's a great guy until yep. you get to know him. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's, that is true. I've found myself in some strange places with Bob. He, he likes to have fun. So. <laughs> there you All go. Right, so let's talk about how to properly prepare Upland game. Uh, and let's tackle the pheasant first because uh, okay. such Probably a beautiful. most prolific. Yeah, most prolific bird very beautiful bird um and it it almost seems like such a disgrace if we don't prepare this properly if we make a terrible feast out of this uh, we're really not uh, paying tribute to it very well so how do you go about preparing uh pheasant yeah that that's you, you hit it down on the head there i mean you got to honor that game and, and pheasants are you know people like to think of it as okay it's just a chicken i'll cook it like a chicken uh, and you can get away with that a little bit but because uh pheasants such a dry meat they don't have an internal fat like chicken or even that much external fat um because they spend their life on the run from us hunters uh, and most people skin them as well which is fine because that skin uh, doesn't have the fat and it's very very delicate so you know it's hard to pluck a pheasant a lot of guys skin them which is fine but the key is just when you're cooking it whatever method you use is just to make sure to get that moisture back in the meat so mm-hmm. and there are a number of ways you can do that my favorite is actually poaching, poaching oh really pheasant, which doesn't mean shooting one out of season it means uh, <laughs> cooking it in a liquid <laughs> now what kind of liquid do you like to cook it in Really, I use I just use a water, but then I add a bunch of stuff to it. Um, I add a lot of onion, garlic, that sort of stuff. Any real flavorful stuff you can add to that, and um, and bring it to a boil. Drop your pheasant in there, whether it's the breast, the legs, the whole the whole thing, skin uh, or pieces. Uh, just drop it in a little boiling water. Bring that water back up to a boil, and then turn the heat off, and just basically let it sit there and cool down in the water, so it can absorb that moisture. Okay. Now, now, uh, of course, we've talked about pheasant. Now, what do you think is the toughest wild 
uh, upland game to um, to uh, cook? It, would it be the um, the, the, the you know, um, like partridge? Uh, a lot of folks have trouble with uh, some of the some of the red meat birds with the you know sharp tails, prairie chickens, sage grouse, um, uh, woodcock is definitely challenging, and you do have to kind of approach those a little different. Their you know their meat isn't like a pheasant, which is a white meat, or a rough grouse, which is a white meat. Um, their their meat is actually more of a red meat. And you need to treat that more like beef than like chicken. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Well, so, um, and that generally means cooking it to medium rare, medium if you can get away with it. Um, and you can also poach that as well. Um, you just want to add some moisture, obviously, but those flavors get livery if you overcook that meat. So, um, you know, I like to sear those pieces in a pan and pull them, pull them out before they're cooked through. Make a little pan sauce with a little whiskey and cream or something, or some peppercorns in there, and uh, pour that over the top with some rice. Yeah. yeah. Recently, we heard that woodcock is called flying liver. <laughs> yeah, that's what people say, but I've had it roasted, and it's really, really good. But really? It's, uh, it's probably the most challenging. Um, you know, it's funny. And all game meat seems to be this way. You have the people who absolutely hate it, and then you have the people who think it's the best game meat there is. And I talk to really hardcore woodcock hunters, and they love it. They absolutely love woodcock. But it's just, uh, you know, preparing it correctly. You know, one thing I have found is that everybody pretty much across the board, David, overcooks wild game. And especially upland, it seems like, you know, it's not a very big bird. Uh, mm-hmm. And when you get it, it is like, well, well, well done. It's like um, a saddle. Yeah. It's, like, it's like they're almost afraid to not cook it well done. That That is correct. And I think, you know, that's just kind of a mental leap that some people need to make to, to, with wild game is don't overcook it. It's easy to do because there's not a lot of fat in there. Um, so it's easy to get from that point where it's tender and delicious to really tough and really livery if you go past that medium point. And you just have to realize that there's no internal fat in that meat or very little compared to domestic uh, uh, meat. So you you just really got to be careful there. And you just have to – that meat's not going to hurt you. I've been eating rare to medium rare wild game for 20-plus years, 30 years, and uh, never gotten sick from it. So, yeah, I, um, I, you know, I, I, I'm more comfortable eating something that I harvested myself um, medium rare than a, than a steak I buy at the grocery store medium rare because you just don't know who's handled that meat and what's gone through it. All right. I have, I have one thing that I, I'd like to bring up, and I heard people doing this where they actually yep. take a pheasant or even a duck or whatever, and they hang it, they season it. Uh, mm-hmm. Is that something that you do or like to do or have heard about? I, yeah, I try to if the weather if the weather permits. Um, you can do it actually doing it in your fridge. A lot of guys will do that. They'll just set it in a in a fr- spare fridge. You got to make sure there's some air circulating on it or or nothing piling on it so it does cool correctly. You just want to keep it at a very decent decent temperature so you're not getting a lot of bacteria in there. But yeah, I'll pull the uh, pull the insides out and then uh, hang it in my garage in the winter, where the garage usually stays right about forty degrees or so, um, and you know, hang it for a few days. And it it's few, I do it with the feathers still on, and, and it re- I really feel like it makes that game more tender and a little more flavorful. It adds a, a, a different flavor to it and gives it a, a little bit better flavor in my opinion. Now we won't uh, name drop and mention anybody's name, but we we had a guy on where he's talking about shooting them, not even cleaning them, and just hanging them. That's that on the, on the barn door. That seems a little taboo to me. <laughs> no, um, and that's and that's if you uh, you know I've done some research on you know hanging Ooh. your game. Yeah, and that's a lot of people do that with the with the innards still in it. You know, oh. they just uh, come home and hang it up. I, and the one <laughs> thing I will say, I've done it both ways. And the one positive about doing that is when you do go to clean them, man, it's so much cleaner um, because those. Those guts dry up and harden up, and when you reach up in there and pull them out, they come out in one piece that doesn't smell. Because you know how bad sometimes those game birds smell on the inside. Oh, yeah. Fresh when you're when you're cutting them, if that yeah. smell goes away, and it's they're a lot easier cleaning and a lot nicer to clean when they've hung that way. I'll give you that. Really? So, but I, do, I do try to pull mine out just 
I'd pull mine out just so maybe some air circulates in that body cavity and they cool down a little quicker. Yeah. All right. And we're actually coming up an ad break to find out more about you. Uh, you're such a prolific chef, man. That you make some wonderful great things. Uh, great writer. Where can we find you online again? Buildstream.com uh, and Cabela's.com. Both uh, have a, a cooking section and you can see my stuff on there. So uh, thanks for having me. You bet. Hey, that was the wild chef, David Draper. He's prolific at everything he does. He's a handsome man. All right. Big thank you to Tall Outdoor guy. Channel, Nissan, Ruger, High Mountain seasonings cabela's lucky buck remington and extreme beam gotta get to a break coming up next we're gonna have mrs bunny on she could be talking about uh gun dog care also uh the fall hunting guide don't go anywhere here's a word from mark mr david man you're awesome buddy thank you so much yeah thanks for having me again guys hope to see you soon Nissan explores ruffed grouse. Ruffed grouse are the most widely distributed resident game bird in North America. Their home includes all of the Canadian provinces, and their range in the east extends from near the tree line in Labrador to northern Georgia and northeastern Alabama. And small populations live in the Black Hills of South Dakota and the Turtle Mountains in North Dakota. But did you know that an estimated 11.5 million acres of Minnesota forest is considered pristine ruffed grouse? grouse habitat now for revolution news articles and interviews outdoortrailsnetwork.com is your hub so you better bookmark us the fans now have a voice to speak their mind no holds barred they need a bitch's ass and then move on i just, I just think that the coach made a mistake oh, crazy <laughs> nfl mlb nba nhl Speak up, speak up, or forever hold your mouth. We ain't playing around here. Voice America Sports. When you're hunting dangerous game, trouble can sneak up on you from any angle. Well, in the gun cabinet, rust and corrosion can do the same to your guns, and you won't know it until it's too late. Over time, gun care products break down and lose their ability to prevent rust. To protect your equipment, Remington Gun Care reminds you to inspect and clean your guns twice a year even in climate-controlled environments. Remington Gun Care. Look for it wherever you buy your favorite shooting supplies. Dream hunts. 1,000 dream photos. Hundreds of dream hunting stories. Buy Colorado's biggest bucks and bulls at 719-661-4037 to live the dream. Looking for the ultimate cooking machine for your backyard or patio? Look no further than Camp Chef's new pellet grill and smoker. With user-friendly features like an auto ignition, digital readouts, and internal meat temperature sensors, it's easy to smoke the tastiest salmon, ribs, brisket, and turkey you'll ever eat. And an innovative system makes cleanup a snap. Everyone will want the food you're cooking on your Camp Chef pellet grill and smoker. The quality smoker that's second to none. Find out more at CampChef.com. Camp Chef, the way to cook outdoors. Ah, yeah. Wow. This is incredible. Ah, yeah, this trampoline is awesome. Tell me about it. Hey, you're listening to The Revolution with Jim and Trav. And yep, it's even better than bouncing on a trampoline. Here are the boys. David Draper, The Wild Chef. Uh, Just before the break, we are talking upland hunting on today's show. And and Miss Bunny is back with us. Yeah, Miss Bunny is back. She's back. Bunny's back, 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 back again. Right? <laughs> Bunny's back. Bunny's back. All right. Mrs. Bunny, uh, fall hunting guide. Fall hunting guide. Kansas. You hunt Kansas? 
Of course you hunt Kansas. Who Everybody does, hunts Who doesn't Kansas. hunt Kansas for fall, for um, upland birds? Upland birds and uh, deer. I used to hunt things. the lesser prairie chicken. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and they stopped it because you hunted too much. I'm, I'm busy protesting oil and gas exploration. <laughs> All right, so... Well, so um, if you do hunt Kansas, and you should for anything this fall, um, Outdoor Trails Media, Fall Hunting Guide... Um, it's a four-color publication. Four-color publication. Walk-in hunting. Kansas has the great walk-in hunting acres. Uh, Matter of fact, they're like over a million acres. That's one thing that everybody needs to do is to contact their local and state representatives about walk-in hunting. Adding it, if you don't have it in your state. Need to get it. You need to get it. It's such a wonderful thing. Uh, supplies people with access to ground to hunt. It's a wonderful thing, and it's free. We hunt it every year. Yeah. All right, so uh, Fall Hunting Guide, you cover the whole state of Kansas, uh, pretty much? Pretty much the whole state. Yeah. Uh, takes you clear over to the Chinoon area, up into uh, the northeastern part of the country. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, clear to the uh, Colorado state line. Yeah, a wide a wide selection of states. A wide states. bird. Throws a yes. wide loop. All right, so, and it covers, you have walk-in hunting maps in there. You have different lodges, accommodations, Actually, the, the lodges and so forth, they're dog-friendly motels. Yeah, oh, that's exactly. cool. Yeah, so it's for the traveling sportsman. You get up in, uh, say, St. Francis, Kansas, and you want to hunt down in Hayes, Kansas, it gives you a lot of information. Restaurants, gun shops. ATVs. You could a, yeah, a directory of listings for anything that uh, that hunters can use from vets, hospitals, uh, sporting goods shops, anywhere you can buy guns, ammunition, ATVs, like you said. Uh, also, um, controlled shooting areas, things like that, where you can go uh, kennels. And you have a, you have a listing of uh, guides and outfitters too, right? Absolutely, yeah. So yeah, and you can pick these up at uh, all sorts of shops all throughout Kansas. But if you're in a Cabela's, you if, can pick them up there. If you're in uh, Denver, they are at uh, not only the Cabela stores, but all of the other big box stores on the front range. Yeah, they're just boxes there. We yeah. only mention Cabela's. Because we uh, like them. But if you <laughs> email like us, us at radio at com or info at uh, com, we can uh, drop one in the mail to you. Yeah. Yeah. It's great if you're not only if you're an upland hunter, but if you're going to be coming to Kansas for a uh, big game, uh, excellent mule deer hunting here, antelope hunting here, whitetail hunting here, of course. Uh, Got to pick one up. Yeah. And now that the, the uh, we will send them to you while supplies last. That's right. We only printed two billion. <laughs> We've got like uh, 59 left. All right. So uh, Mrs. Bunny. what? Oh, gun dog care. This yeah. is very important. Um, a lot of people use and abuse their dogs like yeah. Jimby. Yes. Jim, I called you Jimby. Yeah. <laughs> that's uh, that's like actually kind of like Gumby. I got a purple under <laughs> That's my pet name for him when no one's around. Hey, Jimby. <laughs> All right. No, like gun dog care. Yeah. No, when I want to talk about it? <laughs> yeah. Gun dog yeah. care. <laughs> this is going so well. Uh, gun dog care. Your dog needs to be able to stay in shape all throughout the year. This is kind of like a, an afterthought. You know, it's like a week before season. Oh, I better go out and get him in shape. Yeah, right. You know, I mean, like, that's like saying I, I was pregnant for nine months. I haven't exercised and all of a sudden I'm going to be able to run a mile. It's not even close. I can't even run to the door. Let's be honest. <laughs> she can't so. even spell mile. <laughs> <laughs> so you need to have a hunting uh, or a training regimen for your dog all year long because if you're going to be asking them to run for miles sniffing out birds for you flushing them out or if you're if it's like um, a waterfowl bird you're asking them to sit in a blind with you and then jump into sub freezing water they need to be in shape to do that so beyond staying in shape cold weather care make sure hypothermia look for signs of hypothermia um 
they include panting, raised hair, um, shallow breath, um, or if they appear to be disoriented. Um, in order to remedy that, try to get them into the vehicle, warm them up as fast as you can, and um, get them to a vet promptly. However, fro- um, hypothermia is not as common as frostbite is in dogs, believe it or not. Um, it can be hard to detect. However, um, look at the ears, the tail, the scrotum, and the feet. And if the normal pink tissue is turning red or if areas have grayish flaky tissue, frostbite has already set in and you need to get them to a vet. Well, you know, um, you know, we we're talking earlier about how much you walk during upland hunting and you, you see all these guys all the time. They stop, they take breaks, they get a drink. Well, just as much as you, you do that, your animals need to do that as well. You need Keep to hydrate. Yeah. You take adequate water with you and also watch their feet. I mean, they get worn out even though they're excited and they're running around, you know, just, you know, having such a blissful time enjoying themselves. Uh, they get worn down just as quick, if not easier than you, because they're doing so much more than you are. Yeah. If you're, if you're walking a mile, Okay, they're going like three miles as they traverse back, back and, forth and forth in front of all of the hunters and so forth. Yeah. And so they're walking, you know, three times as much. And the thing is, you need to carry water with you that they're used to drinking because sometimes it, they can get actually get ill from drinking puddle water. Oh, yeah. yeah. You need take some Aquafina or whatever that is, that Fiji stuff. The Jimmy drink. I drink that all the time. <laughs> I give my dog Pierre. Pierre what do you call that? Greg? Perrier. 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 I give him sparkle. Mine, mine likes lime in it. Carbonated water. Okay. Uh, the finally, um, first aid. Get a first aid kit. There are different ones that you can get. There's a great one called the Sporting Dog First Aid Kit from Creative Pet Products. You can get it at Gun Dog Supply and a lot of different places. Um, but it has um, bandages, pads, swabs, um, tourniquets, a cold pack, syringes, hydrogen peroxide, eye wash, a thermometer. It even has. Um, a skin staple gun. Oh. Um, it has just a lot of different things. It's like 80 or 90 bucks, I think. But uh, if you hunt a lot with your dog, it's a worthwhile investment to have because at some point in the field, you're going to need something. So it's a great all-inclusive kit that you can have for first aid. Yeah, I was actually hunting with my black lab, and he, he w- ran through, really, a uh, barbed wire fence. You remember that uh, big old cut on his chest? No. Oh, well, anyhow, he did. And so uh, I, I fixed them up, put stitches in it, and then I put one of those big collars on. It was tough running through brush. Yeah. 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 He so. died. <laughs> no. All right, so got to get but to a break. Staples help. We're talking <laughs> uplet hunting on today's show. Uh, Mrs. Bunny, thank you so much. You bet. We appreciate you. Big shout out, though, to Outdoor Channel, Nissan, Ruger, High Mount Seasonings, Cabela's, Lucky Buck, Remington, and Extreme Beam. Uh, got to get to a break. Here is Mr. P. Don't go anywhere. The close. Uh, it is coming up next. Mrs. Bunny, we'll talk to you later. See you later. All right, peace out. Outdoor Channel on Drinking for a Cause. Pheasants Forever is proud to announce that Bird Dog Whiskey has renewed its national sponsorship of the conservation organization. As part of the partnership, all Pheasants Forever and Quail Forever chapters will receive a Bird Dog Whiskey conservation gift box to help their local fundraising banquets increase the impact of upland habitat conservation. Now we'll drink to that. So for the revolution's latest tweets, pics, news, and articles, plus to see if Travis's beard line is way too low outdoortrailsnetwork.com is the place to be and we'll return after the break your internet flagship station for sports voice america sports 
It's another exciting episode of Buy or Bust on the Revolution with Jim and Trav. Buy or Bust. And welcome back. This is Buy or Bust. Thank you. All right. <laughs> what do you think we're doing? All right. So, Buy or Bust. I never know what this you're doing is, at the beginning of this. This is where we tell people to either go buy it or to bust it. Yeah, not buy break it. it. Break it right there on the shelf. Don't pay for it. All right, so what we're talking about is the Clean Camp up Chef. on aisle seven. We have the Camp Chef MVP grill. Uh, now, we own a lot of Camp Chef stuff. I, my, I'm i a big believer in their smoke balls. Oh, yeah. I've got one. Frank's got one. Uh, we actually Mark's won a competition one. You've got using one. their smoke balls uh, barbecuing. Peggy's got one. Yeah. All right, so the, the MVP grill. You have one. I don't. Tell me about this. Well, I'll tell you the thing I like about it. I mean, it's the perfect uh, tailgater type of grill. I mean, it, it looks but nice. But you use this on your porch, though. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, you you can fold this thing up. I mean, the legs come off, and they fold up underneath the, the uh, stove, the the little fly wing uh, things where you could put so your— So it's portable. Yeah, very, very right. portable. And, and it's, of course, it's got a cover for it and a, uh, a bag that it goes in. So, man, you can throw it in there. You go to the lake, set that thing up in, like, maybe 30 seconds, and you're cooking. Well, you know— I happen to know a little bit about this because I put it together for you. Well, that's true. It has these uh, specifically designed like dual burners. It produces, I think, I think I read on the box something like twenty five thousand BTUs. It has a matchless ignition, fully adjustable heat control dials. Little things in the center, they're pretty cool. Stainless steel cover. I mean, this is a really sharp grill. That's one thing I hate, though. Everyone always talks about Camp Chef like, oh, it's a camping grill. It's a portable. It's a tailgate. It's a a rocket ship. It, it is a rocket ship. It's just great. For all around everything. You want to put it, it's really nice looking. Um, aesthetically wise, looks great on a porch. It is 361 bucks, but you can't touch a great grill for really under 500 But it, it's really easy to operate. And, and you know, I've got that wear brush. And after I'm through with it, I just wear brush it down and it looks like brand new. Pretty nice. All right, go check out uh, the Camp Chef MVP gas grill. But pretty cool. Check it out. I think campchef.com. Uh, just go under the uh, smokers and grills tab. Is that what it is, Frank? Frank says, yeah. All right, 361 bucks. I say it's a buy. I do, too. Da, 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 da. I'm buying it. Right? All right. That I was guess. Rockford Files. Oh, it wasn't. That was like McDonald's. Oh. Nah, anyways, I got to get to a break. The Camp Chef MVP, we give it a two thumbs and toes up. Great product. 361 bucks. Buy two of them. Give me one. All right, got to get to a break. This has been Buyer Bust. Jimmy says bye. I say bye. We love you, and so does God. Simon Cowell does too. Bye. Tune in next time for another exciting episode of Buy or Bust with Jim and Trav on The Revolution. Perceive what lies ahead. Change, 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 change. Contemplate revolution. The threshold of a new world. Change, change, change. The revolution with Jim and Trav. Hey, this is a great show about upland bird hunting, big guy. Upland hunting! We love I it. love it. I love you. I also well, love uh, Louis Tuminaro, uh, the gunfather. Also, David Draper, the wild chef. Bob St. Pierre, uh, Pheasants Forever. And, of course, Mrs. Bunny, who couldn't be here because uh, the she had other things to do. <laughs> More pressing. Who would you like to thank? Hey, I'd like to thank our 430 affiliate stations, our advertisers, and everyone that makes the show possible. Like Miss Bunny, Fun Joe, our producer Mark Canary, and Frank the Sound Guy. All right, got to get to a break. Don't go anywhere. Your local news and weather is coming up next. Make sure you get outdoors this weekend. 
uh, and, and start getting ready for Upland Seasons. Yeah. If they're not open in your area, get ready. Take some kids with you. And if you got lesser prairie chickens in your area, encourage them. Don't shoot them. Oh, <laughs> gosh. All right, got to get to a break. We love you. So does God. Uh, we'll be back next week. Peace out. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.